Welcome to Integrative Conversations, hosted by the Academy of Integrative Mental Health. The Academy expands knowledge to professionals in the mental health community and beyond using a conscious, experiential, and evidence-based format. Our mission is to deliver comprehensive health and wellness to all by empowering personal and professional growth and confidence. To learn more, visit us at www.academyimh.com. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, Jennifer here, Director of the Academy, and I'm excited to share this unique episode with you all today. A lot of our episodes feature a conversation with a guest speaker, but today we decided to feature a conversation with our development team here at the Academy. We discuss integrative mental health and how it is a part of our professional and personal lives. We just thought it would be interesting for our listeners if we offered a peek into our worlds and to get to know our development team a little bit better. These are the people behind the curtains who all work other jobs and contribute to the Academy because they are passionate about the mission. We meet every Tuesday via Zoom to curate content and share ideas of how to expand the Academy and building partnerships with people and organizations that are leaders, practitioners, and contributors to integrative mental health in a variety of ways. Because we recorded from a Zoom meeting and we all live in like various time zones and have different equipment and different work from home experiences, you might notice some issues with the sound and volume. While we attempted to make it as smooth as possible while editing, there are still some discrepancies. However, we feel the content is valuable, so hang in there with us. This is a DIY project, and while we don't have access to professional audio recording and editing tools, we do have heart. That counts for something, right? Before we get started, I wanted to update you all on our current offerings. We recently released a webinar series on decolonizing and unsettling mental health. The aim of this series is to start a conversation about what decolonizing and unsettling mental health entails. Presenters from a variety of fields, perspectives, and global orientation speak on their experiences within mental health and what it means to truly do the work of decolonizing and unsettling the mental health field. Here is a clip from one of the speakers of the series, Dr. Elisa Lacerda Vanderborn, who works as an assistant professor at the University of Calgary. Perhaps the best way to um, to go about it is to think about um, it's what has been my experience with a colonizing approach to psychology um, and and practice in general. And I think that one of the things that um, I had a very strong reaction to when I was in my undergrad years is that um, what was very puzzling to me is that we were talking about folks' mental health and we were talking about interventions and yet there was very little consideration around um, the context in which things were happening, um, uh, you know, particularly for those who are not from what we call the dominant or the mainstream um, 
voice in the room, right? And I had that experience because I was coming from Brazil and, you know, we were talking a lot about, uh, you know, psychology and uh, how our operational definitions were. And even those operational definitions were, would always have to fit a particular methodology that really stripped out um, all that was personal, all that was uh, you know, contextual, social, cultural. And I was always left wondering about what are we not talking about? So one of the things that really resonated with me um, was, and, and I couldn't really articulate it at that point, was that, the, that there was more to the conversation than what was being you know, addressed in the room. And as I moved into, into my graduate studies, I was introduced uh, to, to the concept of self. And that was probably, it, it sort of um, saved me, I guess, in a way, because I was very discontent with the very cognitive approach of psychology, of, you know, um, of psychometrics for the sake of psychometrics and then trying to create a story based on the psychometrics. And as I moved into my interests um, of looking at, you know, is this just a theory or is this something that actually happens when we are in the process of delivering services, when we are seeing our clients or when folks are, are reaching out? Uh, you know, to really get support, um, is that something that is making it to the other end, right? And I often found that, you know, that there was sort of a, a disconnect between um, a lot of the theoretical ideas about support and what was really happening. We know that folks are experiencing screen fatigue and burnout, which is why when you purchase this series, you will have full access to the contents long-term. You can take a break at any and return at any point. This series is also offered on a pay-what-you-can scale. We have 11 options starting at $25. And the Pay It Forward, which is the highest rate for this series, um, really helps because a portion of those profits will go toward BIPOC students and facilitators of the academy, as well as expand the pay-as-you-can-you-can you can model to all of our professional development offerings. Check out our website, academyimh.com, and you can watch the trailer for the series and learn just a little bit more. We also have a few live courses coming up. Uh, I'm really excited to be facilitating a full-day training on nature-based trauma work on September 24th in the beautiful Red River Gorge in Kentucky. The Red is a premier destination for rock climbers and hikers in the southeast region of the country, which is on the traditional lands of the Osage, Cherokee East, Shawnee, Adena, and Hopewell nations. This workshop will discuss the basics of ecotherapy and its applications and trauma treatment, including theory, research, ethics, scope of practice, and more. You'll be introduced to models of trauma appropriate for ecotherapy interventions and learn and engage with ecotherapy practices and techniques specifically geared to assisting with trauma work. We're also offering a camping option with evening events and an optional guided hike with yours truly the next day. So there's plenty of really great uh, 
opportunities here. So if you're interested in nature-based modalities, love being outdoors, or have never been to the Red River Gorge, this could be an amazing professional development opportunity. And we are offering CEUs for some. Uh, We're also getting ready to go live with our updated signature online certification as an integrative mental health professional, so stay tuned. And as always, we really appreciate our podcast listeners, and we will be offering a discount code for our upcoming live trainings after this conversation, which it's time to get into. So without further ado, I'm pleased to introduce to you our development team. All right, let's get started. Well, I am so excited that we are meeting here with our development team and that our listeners get to have a glimpse of what it's like at the Academy on one of our weekly meetings. And we wanted to introduce ourselves to everyone and just talk a little bit about what we're up to over here at the Academy. So I'll go ahead and start with the introductions. My name is Juniper Owens, and I'm the director at the Academy Um, and one of the co-founders, and I am practicing as a licensed clinical social worker in my my other work, and I specialize in ecotherapy and nature-based healing and, you know, various other things that uh, I'm interested in in the moment. And over at the Academy, I am um, one of the content developers, but most of all, I'm just really passionate about professional development in the mental health field and beyond and integrative mental health. That's about it. Let's hear from some of our other team members. Hey, I'm Natoya. My background is, um, educational leadership and education. Taught school for a number of years, was a principal for a number of years. So now, um, I'm with the Academy and it's been um, one of the best moves that I've made in my career. Um, each of these ladies have been wonderful um, for me and for my life. So, um, but I'm learning more about um, mental health and integrated mental health. So I'm just excited to see where all of this will take us. Thanks, Natoya. We feel the same way about you. My name is uh, Stephanie Batts. I'm a, a licensed professional clinical counselor. Um, and I'm also a content creator here at the Academy. Um, I work mostly with adults, couples, and also a brain spotting therapist. So I'm really interested in the somatic stuff. I also love Juniper's ecotherapy. That's my favorite. I'm hoping to get more and more into that. Um, I also am hoping to get more I, um, the integrative pieces. I do several, but there's always more to learn. So I'm always excited and, and I was super thrilled to be part of the team My name is Laurel Sims-Stewart, and I am also a content creator here on the development team at the Academy, and I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor, and my educational background is in art therapy, uh, so I'm also an art therapist, Um, and I see mostly adolescents and young adults. I specialize in trauma and anxiety. I am a brain spotting practitioner like Stephanie. So I incorporate brain spotting work into a lot of my clinical work now. Um, and so that has a, like Stephanie said, a large somatic component. And so from an integrative perspective, I'm really interested in that mind body connection and how our nervous system 
all throughout our body and not just in our brain is working and active and a really integral part of how we operate in the world. And I try to incorporate that mindset with my clients and also for myself. So I am really passionate about that connection and how we can address all of those pieces and parts. And I'm excited for more work to come from the Academy because we have so many amazing ideas and just happy to be on the team. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Rosalind Newman uh, and I am the curator of social operations, which at the current moment means I am mostly doing social media, website design, some like marketing materials, stuff along those lines. Um, but with non-COVID, um, <laughs> I would be scouting out venues for our live training, connecting with vendors and cool providers in each city that we want to go to, um, and just curating a really fantastic experience for live training. Um, and I have my cat here, Knox, who is in my way. And that's me. Yay. Well, I'm so glad that we are all sharing this space together, even if it's virtual. Um, some of our team members live in different states and we all have, you know, schedules because we're some of us, many of us are doing clinical work and other um, jobs and also like, you know, have hobbies and life things. So I'm just glad that we can come together and spend this time. And I love hearing about uh, each of your experiences with integrative mental health and in your own personal lives and also how you um, work with integrative mental health in your clinical work for us clinicians over here. I find that very interesting. And so I wanted to first start with one of the definitions that we're loosely working with for integrative mental health at the academy. And of course, this is always evolving and it's a lot more complex than a few sentences, but uh, we defined integrative mental health as a whole body approach to mental health, utilizing both conventional and alternative treatments. Inclusive integrative mental health aims to treat the mind, body, and spirit using a multi-system collaborative approach. So that's our written, you know, on our website definition, one of the working definitions, but I'd love for us to each kind of talk a little bit more about what integrative health means to us in our work. So I might chime in a little bit, but does anyone have any thoughts that are coming up right away when just thinking of what the definition definition of integrative mental health is or um, how we approach and use it in our own lives. I think for me, the first thing that comes up is, um, you know, a whole body approach, obviously, where it's both mind and body and you're addressing, you know, all the different areas. But also, I think um, in the academy, we're really interested in also addressing the external versus, you know, other than just the internal. So the environment and the things that surround us and the things that are in the client's lives and in our own lives. So um, I think that often in mental health, traditionally, those things have been, you know, maybe talked about in an assessment, but not really addressed in a deep way. Um, I think at least in my own life, like the biggest base to me of integrative mental health or physical health is just like this core of just listening to yourself, like what your body is telling you without 
ignoring it or putting it aside or being like, no, well, that's weird or whatever. Like if you want to go, if your body is telling you that you need to go out or take a break or eat this or not eat that or whatever it is, like listening to that, despite what the standard or typical medicine or providers will tell you, I think is huge. Yeah, I was thinking about something similar, Roz, um, and to piggyback off Stephanie, too. What I think about is just, you know, we use that word inclusive, and I think that's a really important component that not everybody started with when they thought, like, when we started to develop this idea of what is integrative, like, we, the inclusive kind of came later, but I actually think that's hugely important because to me, integrative mental health is what's integrative for that person in the context of their life, right? And so, you know, I know the team kind of teases me because I bring this like anti-diet sort of mentality a lot and, and I get kind of passionate about it, but I'm just thinking about these examples of like when we've talked about cultural foods, right? That's just like a a very small example. Um, But what is integrative for one person might be totally like off base and counter-cultural and just not a good fit for another person because it takes them out of the story of their life. And so I think that inclusive element to me is, is hugely important and it does mean listening to yourself, like learning to listen to yourself um, and what is true for you, like Roz was mentioning just a minute ago. When I was working with my own personal mental health, which was, you know, severe panic disorder and other issues, what I found was that those two modalities, talk therapy, medication management, weren't everything that I needed to find some peace within what I was dealing with. And so for me, I started kind of looking outside of that system. And what I found obviously is my passion, which is nature-based and ecotherapy. But I found that personally to be very healing for me. And then I also started to extend and expand to, like you all are mentioning, um, maybe using herbal supplements and playing around with different things and becoming more active in my um, activism and my um, understanding of the macro world around me. Um, So like for me, all of those components really helped to support my mental health. And so I'm thinking if I'm a clinician and I'm working in a practice, if I'm working with, um, as a, at the time I was an instructor at um, a university and I'm thinking, why am I, why are we not teaching these things or even talking to our clients? So for me, that's where this idea really was birthed was like through my own personal experience of healing, which I'm sure many of you all experience as well. I have a very similar story in that um, I same thing, you know, in my own work as, a, you know, with my own therapist was recognizing that I had done all the mindfulness and CBT and, you know, cognitive sort of work I could do. And I needed something different. There was another layer, which I think a lot of clients get to. I mean, I think I think the talk therapies and those things in my mind, they get us to a certain level and then we have to continue to go or some of us need to continue to go or, or want to go. Um, And so I feel like that for me, that's what drew me to the integrative piece um, was that I felt like there was, there was another layer, there was something else to get to. Yeah. 
my story is a little bit different and I think it's interesting how we all kind of come to these stiff, like these similar points in life through different streams. But, you know, the way it happened, really, I was like brought into the idea of integrative mental health is like, I was working in a place where that was not even a consideration, you know, taking care of yourself, um, taking care of your own mental health as a clinician was not an option. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't even suggested, or if it was suggested, it was like a passing thought. And so, you know, I was invited to be a part of the integrative practice that is a sister business of the academy. And it was really interesting because that was the first time I had ever heard um, that I had ever heard like that this was a possibility that you could take care of your mental health in all these different ways. And that as a clinician, you should be doing these different things. And, and it was so freeing and refreshing. It was just really beautiful and wonderful. I couldn't help but be drawn to it. And as I've, you know, given the, I've been given the opportunity to have some space to do these things for myself as a clinician, like I noticed how much of a different difference it makes. Um, and so that's why I stayed in it. And that's why I keep pursuing it and think it's so important, like the work that we're doing at the Academy to expand it so that more people can be a part of it. Well, I must admit, I didn't know a whole lot about integrative mental um, health uh, because my background, of course, is education. But when I was principal, at a day treatment facility, we did use CBT quite a bit and didn't see just um, a whole lot of improvement with just that method. And so I wish uh, back then I could have known about integrative mental health because um, I would have brought that into uh, the center back then. But for myself, I know I believe in taking herbal supplements that have really helped me. Um, Of course, along with, at one particular time, with um, meds. Um, Thankfully, I'm not having to do that anymore. Uh, But for the most part, I do use uh, red raspberry and it's kind of like a hormone balancer where I'm not waking up dripping sweat uh, from a hot flash at night or with... um, cramps that make you want to slap somebody. Um, So it's been a really good, uh, it's been a really good balance of herbal supplements, really taking care of myself, eating right, and also continuing to see uh, my personal therapist as well, continuing to see um, my physician as well about, you know, the hormonal issues. So integrative health to me just came into my life at the appropriate time where um, I could uh, receive it, if you understand what I'm saying, where I could be not only receive it, receive the help and be a part of it. Yeah, I love that idea of receiving it. I think that that makes so much sense, both as us as individuals and as clients, you know, sort of giving the options and and sort of letting people know what's out there, but then they do have to be ready to receive it. 
I don't think I would have been ready um, five years ago. Uh, or, you know, I, I, and to this to me carries on not only just it, it just integrates your, you know, the life of being a mother, the life of being an employee, life of wearing so many hats that we have to wear. It's all just worked out so beautifully. Yeah. And you all are raising the uh, uh, something that I think is really important for me, at least when talking about integrative mental health is that we're, we are utilizing both conventional and holistic. So like you said, we don't just throw away medication and talk therapy or other kind of conventional treatments because those are a part of mental health integrative. Um, that's one reason why I personally like to work with that because just like Laurel and many of you mentioned, we're meeting the client where they're, where they're at, like you're saying, Natoya. So like I've had one of my, I have a great story where a client comes in and they were like, well, I'm really interested in this integrative stuff, but number one, don't turn me into a vegan. And number two, don't turn me into a hippie. And I said, okay. And I tell you what, at the end, about six months later, working with this client, this client is over here um, doing yoga poses and humming all kinds of mantras. And I just thought that was so funny because they were kind of like, what is this about? And are you going to try to make me do something? And when they realize it's about their own kind of journey and this experience and what, what they need and what resonates with them um, for their body in this space and time, I think people kind of open up and I, we, and then we joke, we joke about it now because they're still my client and they were like, I might be more of a hippie than you by now. And I said, I think you are. <laughs> I'm so impressed. And they found all kinds of things that I wasn't even, you know, familiar with because they wanted to do their own research and education. So I really love that you all are bringing up this point that, that we aren't throwing out anything and that we're, it's more just kind of opening to what's, um, what could be helpful for someone in that moment in time. I like what you said about your client. And I don't remember the words you just used just now, um, but it was like, there was their choice to do what they found would help them the most. And it was just an offering that they decided that, that that's for me. And like how empowering that is for so many people and how like that can be um, like placed into so many different situations, like taking on like that integrative mental health and like putting it into so many other aspects of different lives and situations and letting people do that for themselves instead of having someone else try to fix them. Yeah, I love that, Roz. I think the idea of empowerment for me is sort of how I move through the world. And it, that's like my favorite thing to do for someone else and also in my own life. But but like, and to me, that comes through sort of awareness and like you said, um, having options and trying things, you know, having this sort of mindset of being open to different things, maybe, you know, as like Juniper mentioned, you know, her client sort of stated they weren't open, but then actually were. So, you know, it's this, this idea that, that we can sort of dip a toe into some different things and see what works for us. And so to me, it's all about awareness and empowerment. I, I totally agree with that awareness, empowerment, because empowerment um, for me means you choose to be empowered. You choose to know more than just the 
um, standard medication background or you choose to do more than just take medication as a way out. Um, and then, so I just think um, for so long, uh, as I'll say for me, when I went through a big time depression, when my father passed, um, I didn't see um, mental health or as something that I needed, but I truly needed it at that time. I thought maybe, you know, they're going to say that, you know, nothing was wrong or I didn't even think about the medication aspect. I think it was the term empowerment that I would have felt um, weak had I gone to therapy or I can just uh, go, you know, just not really take care of myself or, you know, the thing that we hear all the time, time heals all wounds. And so I was thinking if I just had enough time, then that would subside. But really looking back at it, it was the, it was mental health and the integrative approach to mental health that I just decided one day, listen, I'm not going to go through this by myself. I'm going to go seek out a therapist, um, a psychiatrist or whatever else I needed to do at that time to um, be the best mother for my children. And so, um, and I felt empowered at that moment because little by little, the symptoms of depression started to leave. Um, I felt em more empowered to be a great mom, a great, I didn't go back to work that quickly because I felt like I wasn't just ready. Um, but overall, it worked together along with um, some supplements that really helped me. Oh my gosh, Natoya, I'm so glad that you just shared that story because I think number one, like what a beautiful testament to like your own bravery and willingness to try something, not just for yourself, but for the people in your life that you, you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, you, you know, there was so much unknown, like, is this going to help? Um, or will it just make me feel worse? You know, there's a lot of courage in that. Um, but also, as I'm listening to you talk, I just keep thinking about this idea of connection. And I think that that's another big piece of this, this big, huge idea of like integrative practice and especially integrative mental health is this idea of connection because we have, especially like in the quote, in the so-called, in our world, we call it the Western world or like Western medical model, right? Um, but it's so focused on the individual, which is not always a bad thing. You know, the individual is important, but we can kind of then start to feel this loneliness and this isolation, this lack of connection um, and, and get kind of turn inward with ourselves, with our pain or with our suffering or with our, you know, just whatever we're walking through. And I think connection is actually a huge component of, of integrative practice, you know, just like you talked about bringing other people into your story. Like I'm going to like reach out. I'm not going to do this alone anymore. And so it's, it's not just like um, a client reaching out to a therapist either though, in integrative practice, it's like, 
the us as a collaborative community working together to like bring healing to our community. And that is on an individual level, but it's also on a grander scale. Um, so I just, I, I think that idea of connection is a through line in so much of what we do, you know, in integrative practice, but also in the academy too. Absolutely. And it occurred to me as Natoya was talking to about the the messages we get as women and as mothers and, you know, this idea of being strong versus weak. And if I need help, what does that mean? You know, all of those things. So that was the thing that sort of lit up for me as you, as you told that story, Natoya, because I do think that, that we do sit in a space where often we have these ideas and messages that mean we're supposed to self-sacrifice to do for everyone else. And so I think um, to me, what, one of the biggest components of integrative in this work is that, you know, it means I I do need to pay attention to me. I do need to clue into those body signals and to those things and, and notice what I need in a moment and be okay asking for it. I'm wondering if, and this is just a guess, but I'm wondering if this approach also is, um, I guess, more approachable by a larger variety of humans. And I'm wondering, Natoya, when you were talking, like, what, what if anything, like, as far as messaging or media or like the way that mental health services were being, um, I guess, messaged in your community uh, where you live, like, would anything have maybe been more interesting or sparked your uh, interest and or made it feel like, yeah, this is beneficial to me? Like, cause you said that you wish that you had know, found these things earlier. I'm just curious, like what would have maybe sparked that for you? Um, well, in the black community, um, you don't really use the term mental health. I mean, the term crazy is thrown around very loosely. You know, you're crazy. She's crazy. She needs some help. She needs this when all along. Um, people may need um, some therapy or integrated mental health. That's exactly what they need. Um, so I grew up in a very rural, very, very poverty-stricken area of Mississippi. And when you go through, through things in life, I can remember I was bullied um, just a lot in high school. Um, mainly because of in that community of about uh, maybe 3,000 people, my parents were, they were educated. We had, you know, we had the best. I was an only child for a long time. So um, I was bullied a lot and it left some, some scars. I mean, like I didn't really want to uh, make new friends, but had my parents known at that time hey, Natoya may need some therapy. She may need some uh, medication. She may need uh, to do, you know, try yoga or, you know, something like that in order to help her to where I wouldn't have this fear of about um, developing close friendships because I was actually bullied by a friend I thought was a friend anyway. So, um, to answer your question, I think in the Black community, 
there needs to be more education on mental health, especially integrated mental health. Uh, on um, just because you go to a therapist, you're not crazy, or um, just because you've chosen to get some meds that may help you out of a particular uh, event, event that's going on in your life, that doesn't make you a drug head or um, things like that. That that's actually go back to the word um, empowering. Or empowerment is actually empowering to say, to stand up and say, yes, I went to my therapist. Yes, the therapist did help me. Yes, um, I did take the medication they gave me. Yes, I woke up one morning and I was feeling better because now I can actually sleep at night. Um, so I just think um, for me growing up, I've kind of evolved over time and appreciating every aspect of mental health, integrative mental health, because I can truly say that it has helped me in a lot. Thank you for sharing that. And I feel like I've heard echoed with other um, members of our community, as far as our integrative practice that um, several of us um, do our clinical work is an, and from a variety of people from all kinds of backgrounds, um, ethnicities, even, you know, country of origin, family of origin, that they found that there was something in the, in the integrative approach that appealed to them or that made them feel like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not crazy because this is more focused on mindfulness or this is more like, oh, we're just, we're just doing some yoga or movement practice here and, um, or, or vice or et cetera. And so like, I, we, I've heard that from a lot of people that like, they did find that this was more, I guess we we keep throwing the word around inclusive, but because it's person centered and there's so many options provided rather than, you know, some of the other agencies I've worked at, you got two options. If you were diagnosed with ADHD under 18 years of age, you had to be on medication and in order to get therapy. And like, it was considered gold standard. And if one of my clients was not on a certain type of medication, we couldn't continue to provide services. And I don't think that's necessarily bad to be on medication. But what I do find is that's limiting in your choices. So I've worked with families that were like, I'm not really sure if this is a good choice for our, our five-year-old. Um, we're not ready, but we really want services. And I'm, and it felt really, it felt hard on me as a practitioner, clinician, a social worker. And I went into this field and all of a sudden I'm having to tell people, well, sorry, you know, we can't provide it because of A, B, and C. So anyway, I guess the reason why I'm saying that is that I do think that, um, by adopting a view in this way, in this particular field, that we are really get, um, hopefully casting a wider net and using language and approaches that are work for everyone, not just white people or middle-class people or people in urban areas. What do you all think? Well, it's, I think casting such, like, such of a wide net, like with so many different modalities that you can use or choose as a client or provider. Um, it's vastly more approachable because like in certain families or communities or whatever, where like the words like medication or talk therapy or like, this is my social worker or whatever, are sometimes like, Ooh, no, thank you. You know, it's like, Oh no, I'm just, I take a walk every day. I do this. I like go I don't know. I sit under a tree and like breathe. Like, 
just so many more options to choose from that aren't necessarily so like clinically defined just opens it up to so many more people and makes it less of a very large scary thing yeah yeah I was thinking something similar and I actually to add on to that I think it's not only empowering to clients but to practitioners right because as a practitioner, if you're in an environment where like Juniper, you were talking about practicing where there were two options and you, you know, this was the gold standard. You can often feel like, wow, I'm not being professional. Like I'm not being clinical. I'm not providing good services if I'm talking to my clients about these other options. Um, and so I think it's, it's emp- empowering across the board. Like it's empowering all of these, like this wide range of clients, but think about how many, practitioners we can empower through these ideas as well who will be better fits for a wider range of clients right like you don't have to be I mean if if like if the science route if the medical model route is your jam then that's great but like you also don't have to be to be a quality practitioner to be a professional to be to really know your stuff and so I have personally been like so excited to even like learn things from my clients about other modalities. Like I've learned stuff from them as I've continued to do this work. And I know I still will that maybe I wouldn't have considered a, like a professional mental health treatment modality right out of grad school because no one ever taught me about it or told me that's what it could be. Um, But now I'm coming to expand my own definitions. And I think that's like, very exciting and helps me feel more passionate about what I do. And that's ultimately, hopefully ultimately going to help clients like, and if they're not a good fit for me, that's okay too. But hopefully we can bring in more people into that clinical practice circle and the educational circle so that this, the, you know, it just keeps moving out and out and expanding and including more and more folks. Yeah, I love that, Laurel. And I do often feel like I learn things from my clients as well. I I see it as relational and as reciprocal in that sort of way, because I think that's part of it, you know, is, is that sort of attunement and that back and forth. Um, and to what Natoya was saying, you know, talking about sort of messaging and, and access, what I do love is that I am seeing um, younger generational, obviously, but more sort of social engage more talking about it, talking about it on social media, talking about it with friends. I had a, a client once that said she was at a party and, you know, there are five different people standing around and, and they're talking about their therapist. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was so exciting. You know, so I, I think that sort of not, you know, helps remove the stigma, helps remove it from a place and, and also gives them something to be excited about, you know, to have these different options. Yeah, as we're kind of closing out this conversation, I thought it could be really interesting because I, I think we're we're talking about what we all feel as important and what brought us to this work of um, expanding in the idea of integrative or inclusive integrative mental health into um, professional development 
and then beyond for mental health, because um, we've had conversations, especially Natoya, you know, with your background in education. And I've had friends that are nurses come to me and they were like, we need some of that here because mental health isn't just in the mental health field. Mental health is in every field because it's people and people do things and they bring with them their mind, body, and spirit. So I, I really get excited when we have these conversations because of the way that this can be um, uh, applied and interconnected with, with a lot, <laughs> a lot in the community of what happened, what we do. So that's what I'm very excited about with the Academy is really expanding the personal and professional develop, be, development because um, it, and I think Laurel, you spoke to this, but doing this work in this way has made me appreciate my job more, create better boundaries, um, prioritize my self-care in within my own body and community. And so, um, because we, you know, there's high burnout rates in helping professions. And so I feel really grateful that I've stumbled stumbled across this and that we are um, passionate and committed to sharing with others and bringing in partners and other collaborative um, geniuses into the this work. So it's not just us. So I'm just curious of everybody else, if we can go around and maybe talk about what you're most excited about with the Academy or just your own um, life right now. I think for me, I'm I'm definitely lifelong learner. Curiosity is always like top value for me. So for me, the excitement is sort of delving into the different areas and do the different things. I'm, I'm excited about the academy work in that that both that we're going to be addressing work for therapists, but also addressing client work eventually as we move into you know that realm. Um, and I think for me personally, I've got some things on the horizon. Actually, today I have an appointment with a new therapist to delve into some intuitive eating and some you know that sort of work. So I'm. I'm excited to do it both in my own life, but then it does make it um, really valuable to have this platform and to watch it grow. So um, I'm most excited about really the different trainings that we are looking at offering and uh, really getting rid of the stigma of mental health, that it's okay to see a therapist. It's okay to have them... um, help you and guide you. And it's just not about, um, you're crazy. Maybe you need to work through something. Maybe you, you, I mean, it could be something as losing weight as I really need to do. Um, but (laughs) it, we, I mean, uh, it's all, we are all humans trying to live on this earth the best way we can, the best way we know how, in the best shape that we can, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, all of the above. And so I say, take what the earth and what um, what it has to offer and use it to your advantage. What I'm most excited about is a combination of everything everyone has already said, but in a maybe more specific way, you know, Juniper, you mentioned a little bit ago, the burnout rate, um, not just in mental health, but in all helping professions. And I think like to Natoya's point, like humans are having burnout, (laughs) you know, like everybody is going through things. 
And there has been a lot of discussion that I have seen floating around in the ether about how our systems are broken. What do we do? This isn't functioning. It's not functioning for professionals. It's not functioning for people who see professionals. Um, It's just like something needs to be adjusted. We need to course correct. And I, I think even though I don't know all of the specific small detailed answers about how that's going to work. I think this way of thinking and this way of practicing and this way of educating is actually an answer to that question of these systems are broken Um, because it is not just about working within the one system we have. It's about thinking beyond it and thinking about what's possible for us as professionals and for clients. You know, I'm a professional and a client. So myself as a professional, myself as a client, myself as a human, like it's about expanding our ideas of what's possible. I I really think like this could answer a lot of the questions that people have if we take it seriously um, and we're brave enough to push it to where it could go. I think I'm most excited to see where we go in our live training and events and just seeing what other definitions and what other aspects of of integrative mental health or mental health or any of this other regions and other people bring to the table for us to learn and work with and meld into our own stuff. And I think, I don't know, like, everyone has said there's such an opportunity to grow this so big and reach so many different people in different systems that need a change or a help or a revolution or whatever it is. Yay. I'm so glad to get to talk to you all and be in this, in this group of amazing individuals. And I really, really appreciate um, everything that you all bring to the table and if we want to turn off our mute button, any last cool things before we end for fun? I'm going to say, um, uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to say what all my clients joke about, um, at the very end of the session, I'm like, what am I going to say? And they're always like, Oh my God, they're going to say, what are you going to do for yourself? What are you going to do? Are you going to get some sleep? Are you drinking? Like I kind of totally mom everybody into like, are you hydrated? Um, but they know that I'm going to ask them like, okay, so what's the plan here? So that's how I'm going to end it of like, after you've listened to this, like, what's the plan? My hope is, is that if you're a mental health professional, your plan might be to check out the um, offerings that we have and maybe even like join us in a podcast as a podcast guest or as a facilitator or one of the other many roles that we have for partners. But anyone else last offering or sharing? My clients say similar things. They don't even have to they always just say, I'm going to take care of myself because that's what I always ask because I think it's so important. (laughs) So as you know, if that's important, I would say if that's important to you as a professional or as a human, then the Academy has a home for you. Absolutely. I just say, just keep being curious, keep leaning in, keep coming toward, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's scary to try something new, but it's also, you just, you can't even imagine the value in it at this, at the front end of it. So you have to just move toward. Yeah.
Love that. And also, and also, um, I would just like to say that integrative mental health is it's it's about all of us. It's not about just um, the white people or the black people or the green people or the yellow people. It's about all of us having the highest quality of life that we can possibly have. So those would be my closing words. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you enjoyed the conversation. I know that we had a great time uh, sharing our thoughts, ideas, and experiences with each other and with you, our listener, who are also part of the conversation. And because we are so grateful to have this community, we want to make sure that you feel included. And we are always looking for podcast guests. So if you want to be a guest or if you have an idea for a guest, hit us up. We have an option where you can leave a comment on this voice speak pipe situation and you can find uh, information on how to easily record your comment to be played on one of our episodes in the show notes. Lastly, uh, extending our gratitude, we would love to offer our podcast listeners a 10% off discount to any of our live trainings. So just email us when you're registering and let us know that you are a podcast listener and we will apply the discount to the tuition rate for any of our live training programs upcoming this year, which of course you can find on our website, academyimh.com. Lastly, if you use the coupon code on our online training platform, conversations, you will also receive 10% off all of our online offerings. Yes, that even includes our integrative mental health certification program. So again, the coupon code is conversations, and that's also good until the end of the year. As always, thank you for listening and take care.